0: Hello and welcome back to Ends with Z. I'm Juan Fernandez, along with Cecile Munoz, and this week uh, we are tackling voting once again. It's a it's a part two, right, Cecile? Yes. Because it turns out it wasn't such a simple subject to tackle.
1: It was really difficult to tackle to try and condense so much information mm-hmm. from the history and the technical pieces and the why to uh, the emotional part. And that's one thing that I think I was so surprised, Juan, to to hear from feedback from people we're yeah. talking to people, asking questions, people are asking us questions about part one, and the a tremendous amount of emotional reaction people have to just the word voting.
0: I reached out to a few of my friends, some younger, some my age, and it did open up a Pandora's box. Things that I didn't even think about mm-hmm. came up, so hopefully we're gonna tackle some of that today because, uh, again, this year and in, in years to come, voting is so important. We're gonna talk about it uh, from the simple local level all the way up to a presidential election. These are important times for us to be involved as US citizens Mm -hmm. with that amazing um, right to vote.
1: That's right, and I think that one of the things that we walked away mm-hmm. from uh, understanding after talking to folks and listening to the podcast ourselves is that we have to take it from a lens of the multiple generations mm-hmm. that are in the That's U.S. Right. right now, the effectively mm-hmm. the four generations that are eligible to vote. And each generation looks at things very differently, as we should. Right, the, the privilege of age and perspective is that we understand things differently, we feel things differently. I know uh, you mentioned previously that you opted out of voting for a while when you were building mm-hmm. your career, but then you came back into it roaring when you bought your first home, and, mm-hmm. and now you had things to think about and how they affected Correct. you. But the bottom line is that we, we have to stay engaged and we have to stay connected. And because it is not a simple subject and because unfortunately we don't, as Americans, talk about it openly. Mm-hmm. We we have there's a lot mm-hmm. of emotion and almost animosity now to talk about something that is uh such an important part of our daily lives.
0: And we talk about these four different generations, Cecile. Um I know each one has a different reason why they would vote. Each one has different concerns in their own mm-hmm. lives, whether it's a student loan, you're just out of college or mm-hmm. you're a retiree. And, and worried about paying property taxes right
1: or Medicare mm-hmm. and health care and all mm-hmm. of those issues that matter more importantly to you as you are at a later, later stage of your life but let's just address the issue of the four generations okay simplistically to me what we would tell our listeners is, is to think about it this way if you if your concern is well my voice doesn't matter my vote doesn't count and that's a big problem. That, right? is, mm-hmm. that is a big problem. Probably the biggest one. Yes, and so let's let's address it just from from that thought or from that idea. If, if you want your concerns, let's say it's student loans, student debt, or the cost of uh, of an education, if mm-hmm. you want that to be a a principal issue that is addressed by our elected officials, then you have to vote. starting at the local level, because uh, because the laws and and the decisions that are made at the state level affect University of California school system. It affects the education Mm -hmm. and what's available to you at a local level. And if you want those things to matter, then each generation be it from the boomers all the way down to the Zs, has to make it a priority for themselves to say, we want our elected officials to resemble us, to understand mm-hmm. our values from our perspective and to and to be able to make them real. Now, I understand that the Zs are still too young to run for an elected office,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: in terms of having a closer proximity in age, a millennial to a Z will understand that person far better than a, a boomer to a Z.
0: And there's many ways you can get involved. It can't it doesn't even have to be politics. A simple um HOA board, right? Homeowners right. association. There That's are votes right. that take place. People run for president, vice president. And again, we have certain people making decisions for an entire community mm-hmm. of people. So, your vote really does count, and just throwing away a ballot um, is not going to be helpful to to you or anybody. Correct.
1: There's also a lot of volunteer work that mm-hmm. can that you can participate mm-hmm. in. You can be part of community, even a community watch program, or volunteer at the school or at a parks and recreation. There's so many things that you can do that will start you on on a thought process of Mm -hmm. how does this all work how does government work how are decisions being made but the other thing that I want to mention about generations is the fact that the older generation the 60 plus as we mentioned Mm -hmm. that that is a generation that historically shows up to vote more
0: often well, you're right about that then. In uh, 2018, Cecile, we saw such a, a surge of young voters, mm-hmm. um, in fact, uh, younger candidates, uh, changing the face of Congress. So we do see slow changes. This change is slow, but but obviously it's happening.
1: Yes, and you also saw a very diverse slate of That's right. congressional candidates mm-hmm. that that were, for the first time, and I think, if I'm correct, there uh, there was a, a an increase of women. More for, women. Yes. A, a
0: Muslim um candidates as well um, now in office. Correct. Mm -hmm.
1: And that is the point. That is the point that Mm -hmm. we want every generation to think about, especially the younger generation. The point of all of this is that you have a voice and that you are represented in Congress and at the local and state level by people that reflect what's important to you. So we were thinking about how do we personalize this? How do we make Mm -hmm. this feel very real to our listeners, what voting means in real life? What do policies mean in and real life? And there's a lot of
0: great examples out there. Absolutely, mm-hmm.
1: and we've seen some some great changes recently. Right. Whether or not you, I personally agree with them. It is the will of the people. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about a couple of one. For example, the first one is is marijuana. Right. That was extraordinarily controversial, and mm-hmm. it still is controversial. Not all the states have adopted it. The you know the federal government still has a different mm-hmm. view on mm-hmm. it. But the fact of the matter is, the laws changed. It was voters younger voters and older voters going to the ballot to to make that change another one that i think is is a very important one and goes down to in my opinion the core of what means to have the freedom of speech and freedom of expression and Mm -hmm. freedom for life liberty and the pursuit of happiness which Mm -hmm. is at the center of our constitution and that is gay marriage Mm -hmm. yeah I that think, was a long
0: fight, but eventually it got there.
1: Yes, it was a long fight, and it was a very meaningful fight mm-hmm. because not just the right to tell the world this is who I am, mm-hmm. accept me for who I am, and I this is who I love and who I want to share my life with, but all the legal ramifications and, mm-hmm. and opportunities and you you and, and rights that you didn't have
0: mm-hmm.
1: without those laws. Right? You, you know, and it, it's it's so meaningful that. That, that is what we want our listeners to think about. Pick one or two or three or five issues that really matter mm-hmm. to you, whether it's education, whether it's healthcare, whether it's housing, and stop and examine how that is affecting you today. What mm-hmm. policies, what, what laws are being passed, and what that, that means to you. And then think about if it doesn't work for you, then you have the opportunity to change right. How that. can you change it? That's right. And the only way you change it is by taking action.
0: And by taking action, you vote someone out of office that may not Correct. be uh, working for you like, like you would like to be. Uh, when it comes to marijuana, when it comes to gay marriage, there were plenty of candidates who were very That's openly right. against it. Mm-hmm. But eventually, with the, the rise of the people, people being more vocal about it, mm-hmm. um, on both of those issues we just mentioned, change eventually did happen.
1: So let's talk about that. Elected officials don't have power Mm
0: -hmm. unless we give them the
1: power. They work for us Mm -hmm. at our pleasure. One of the most amazing things about American life to me Mm -hmm. is that we technically have what in other countries or or lesser developed countries could be a mini coup d'etat every four years Mm -hmm. that historically has passed Without, without incident, it's peaceful, it's happy, we embrace the change that those who showed up at the ballot box uh, to, to vote. And the fact that that happens, that has happened year over year, that I think is the amazing part of, of being an American is that we can see the will of the people mm-hmm. reflected, but I think we are forgetting that they work for us.
0: That's right, they're public servants.
1: So we have to take action. We have to say, yes, you're hired or no, you're fired.
0: Right, and that means doing a little bit of homework ourselves too, right? Studying the propositions that are gonna be on the ballot, studying um, what these candidates are are gonna promise or not promise, because I know a lot of people worry about that. You make all these promises during your campaign, Mm -hmm. then once you're in office, what happened to those promises?
1: The, what I would ask the question yeah. is how do we hold them accountable
0: right what did we do Being to hold involved, people correct
1: right? what did we do to hold those people accountable mm-hmm. and I was thinking about how do how do we make it very personal and very real that they work for us mm-hmm. so I was thinking about what what happens in our life when we all of a sudden become very focused on the value of something and for me it was I, I started making money when I was a little girl I, right. I said I, we grew up in a, in a modest home and and I remember as early as 8 and 9 and 10 figuring out ways how to make money mm-hmm. so I could get the things <laughs> that I wanted. And I know that I started working when I was about 12 or 13. Yeah, I grew up in a very small town. Mm-hmm. And it was a little restaurant. And they were really good friends of my father's. And so I went to offer to see what I could do to help. Well, very quickly they realized that I was really good with money. So they put me at the cashier.
0: At that age? At that at 13? age. Thirteen. Yeah, wow. at thirteen.
1: It's a small town. I think we didn't even I think we had one paved road and no traffic lights. So I, and and I was always tall and yeah. very mature and responsible. And I remember when she paid me, which at this point I don't even know how I was able to be paid at that age, but I remember that I didn't have the amount because I had done the math in my head.
0: You knew what you were I gonna get. I knew what paid. I was gonna get. Mm-hmm. And when I
1: saw my check, I thought, wait a minute, where's the rest of my money? Mm-hmm. Because they actually pulled money out for taxes.
0: Wow. And
1: that's the first time I thought, well, where is my money going? And why am I giving it to these people? And what am I going to get in return?
0: At 13, you were At thinking 13. this already. Wow. Yes.
1: But my point here is we all of a sudden start really valuing something when we pay for it and yeah. we have to work for it. So why, why not choose to think about our elected officials in that way? We elected them. You're supposed to work for me. You're supposed to reflect the will of the people. You're there to make our life better. They're there to serve Mm -hmm. the people. So I think part of it is, instead of feeling helpless, instead of feeling that, well, our vote is not gonna count, so why should I vote? It is much harder to be a democracy, in my opinion, than to be a totalitarian government. Sure. That sounds like a crazy idea. I said that to somebody, and I said, Cecil, so, so you don't know what you're talking about. Go talk to someone that lived in the former Soviet republic. I said, Well, let me tell you why I say that. Mm-hmm. I say that because for me personally, to live in a in an, in a society where I have no control, my rights are very limited. I can only work the jobs that I'm allowed to work. I'm only allowed right. to have what mm-hmm. I'm what I'm allowed to have. I have to stand in lines to get bread or whatever they're serving that day. I have no control over my life, and so I have no no personal will. I no just- power. No, no power. No power at all. Mm-hmm. But to be a, in a democracy, I am accepting a high level of personal accountability.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have all these freedoms to behave, and to do, and to create, and to live my life as I want. Mm-hmm. That's a lot harder. Sure. So, And that's what I prefer. So why not say, Okay, well, we put you in office, you're accountable to us, you're supposed to be serving the will of the people. What are you doing to serve Mm -hmm. my life in a better way?
0: And adding to what you were just saying, I was thinking of of the the analogy of democracy being like a Faberge egg, it's so delicate. That's right. So beautiful that we need to tend to it. What do we do with these eggs? We put them in cases, Mm -hmm. we we make sure that they're safe Mm -hmm. on display. Um, a democracy is like that as well. You said a totalitarian system. You have no choice. It just runs and there you go. But we are all shepherds and we're all caretakers of this democracy mm-hmm. through our vote, right?
1: Exactly, and that's why Franklin said mm-hmm. when they were ratifying the Constitution and he was asked on the steps, what do we have, a, a, a republic uh, and or not? And he said, we have a republic mm-hmm. if we can keep it. And that is also something that we have to to recognize, that we have to go back and take personal responsibility. We have to demand that we are governed, that those who we put in office, who we give this extraordinary amount of of power, do the will of the people. And then also think about it this way. If you all of a sudden brought in a roommate, And your roommate, you gave full control of your paycheck.
0: Oh, my goodness. And your checkbook. Yeah, I know that's I a scary thought. That, that's
1: yeah. right. To, to a roommate, wouldn't you hold that person accountable to how they're exercising mm-hmm. your checkbook?
0: You'd want to know where every penny went, right?
1: Exactly. And if there's something wrong, you you would address that. That's why we have laws in the books. That's why we have checks and balances. Mm-hmm. So to say, well, my vote doesn't count. We can't change things is to agree to have no power over your life and Mm -hmm. it doesn't count if you are what i call an instagram activist where you put it all on social media you you vent you rage you talk about social Mm -hmm. injustice but then you don't do the hard work of holding people accountable it's it's like having a problem with your husband or girlfriend or boyfriend or 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 life partner and always complaining to the neighbor, but never bringing it up right. to the person. Right. Nothing will change. Mm-hmm.
0: And I saw this with the recent election with my friends. They were complaining about the way things turned out on social media and um, even within our social groups. And when I asked the simple question, well, how did you vote? And the response was, I didn't vote. I didn't vote. I go, oh, no. I, the last time I voted was um, for Obama because, you know, there was a lot of excitement back mm-hmm. then for this candidate. Um, but they decided not to vote. But they're the most vocal people right mm-hmm. now. And, and I'm wondering and I'm encouraging them to go and vote this next time around mm-hmm. so that they at least have, you know, uh, power behind what they're saying. Um, if That's things right. don't turn out the way that they wanted it to turn That's out. That's right.
1: I also think that for the most part, too, we touched upon this before. Mm-hmm. I think it's also a question of education. Yeah. I think that we spend a lot of time in this country and and as individuals focusing on on other things that that are yes important in our life but educating from a very young age the responsibility that we have as americans to be part of the american fabric to be a positive contributor to our society to our families to each other that starts with how how we are governed the policies mm-hmm. the policies about how often they fix our potholes to how the money is the, the, all those bonds that always come up on on the on the ballot all those measures to raise funds to help the schools or to do xyz mm-hmm. and it seems at least to me that when things come back around i don't see a significant change in how things supposed to be fixed but then they're
0: not well i know exactly what you're talking about A friend of mine in a recent election a proposition came up which was to raise property tax basically add on a little bit of extra money to Mm -hmm. your taxes to help fund schools which we all know in southern california in california a lot of times are not funded as well well let me tell you that friend of mine went to the ballot box and he put in his vote. He said, I have no children. I have no mm-hmm. desire to to pay this extra tax. I just feel like I'm getting taxed and taxed and taxed. Mm-hmm. So this one single issue did get him um, to the ballot box.
1: That's right. And there are a lot of single issue voters. Mm-hmm. We see it most often um, around religious freedoms, mm-hmm. reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. Certainly the topic of gay marriage was, and in, in DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act, was heavily contested at Indeed. the ballot box by what I what we call single-issue voters, people that look at only one thing that that candidate is, is focused on, and that is the issue that is most important to them, and they right. show up to vote because of that.
0: And a lot of times those candidates do highlight that one issue yes. as a hot-button issue to get people... To vote for them, especially if they know it could make a difference between winning Being, office yes, or not. Yes, yeah. getting
1: elected or not. Right. And that's why the rest of us have to stay connected. Because mm-hmm. if not, if we do not agree with that issue that the, per, that the single issue voters are focused on, mm-hmm. then we are going to be left to be governed by people that we don't even know what they think about right. everything else. And so you always have to ask yourself, why should I vote? Okay, that's the question that people say, why should I go? It doesn't matter. Well, ask yourself this who doesn't want you to vote? Who gains by you not voting? And people do. Exactly, Mm -hmm. clearly. Um, And single issue voters are a very large part of this population Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems to me from what we see on television, what we see uh, actually as a result of of the elections, it's very difficult to have a conversation with them about anything else. That is the Mm -hmm. one factor that, that is important to them. I think that that is like in anything in life. It is life is complex mm-hmm. life changes as we g- grow older and as our life becomes more complicated with children or or our work or buying a house or not buying a house that it, it is I think more beneficial for us as a country and mm-hmm. as a community and as a as a state if we do not just focus on one issue mm-hmm. but understand the totality of, of what that elected official represents. But you're right, there's a lot of there are a lot of measures on a, on on the ballot every mm-hmm. year that can be complicated, but that's why you should vote early. That's why you it is important to vote from home to get those ballots mm-hmm. to really have the time to to educate yourself so you can make an informed right. decision.
0: And they do mail them out early enough where you do have time yes. to sit at the kitchen table and and read what it's all about. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll even go online. And, and see what each um, proposition, mm-hmm. those that are for it and those for against it, have to say, because a lot of times the way it's written can be a little confusing mm-hmm. uh, to you, especially if you are concerned about certain propositions. But I know when it comes to single issue voting, as you said, Cecile, whether it's a mayoral election, a go- for governor, um, a lot of times people go out specifically for those president of the United States. Um, and, and then the propositions are almost extra stuff yes. you, you might ask them hey what are you going to do about prop so and so oh I don't, I'll don't. i look at that later but they know how they're going to vote for mayor governor president Correct. so is that also a single issue uh, voter
1: I think that I, I don't know if I would qualify it as a, a single issue voter I think it's it's more of this is what I'm willing to tackle now and mm-hmm. I'll think about the rest later and the question is do you think about the rest later because a lot of these propositions are really important we live in Los mm-hmm. Angeles we have a significant homeless problem Mm -hmm. and then living in a pandemic makes it even more uh more of a crisis both to the those poor individuals who are homeless in families Mm -hmm. because there's an ever increasing number of families who are homeless um it makes it very dangerous for them but it also makes it dangerous for the rest of the population and there was uh, a a recent measure Mm -hmm. uh, to help with the homeless Mm -hmm. uh, problem here in los angeles 2016 that's right that's right. And the measure was a, a bond, a G.O.B., mm-hmm. a general obligation bond that uh, uh, allotted uh, over a billion dollars, a right. billion dollars of taxpayer money, a billion dollars of Right mm-hmm. to build housing for the homeless. Mm-hmm. And here we are four years later. And where is it?
0: That's right. It was Proposition Triple H. The The money was supposed to be used to to build 10,000 units mm-hmm. for families and individuals experiencing homelessness. And that's been the biggest complaint. People are wondering, where are these homes? Yes. They're called bridge homes. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, it's a transitional place where, where you go there, you get maybe some job training, they work on your resume. They just give you a chance to to reset so that you mm-hmm. can go back into the workforce and get your, your own home. Mm-hmm. But it's been so slow in coming that that's... That's really been for a lot of people they drive by these homeless encampments near their neighborhood and they are worried right. about what's going on not too far from their front door
1: that's right and we know that these are not easy problems to solve mm-hmm. we know that these are, are complicated are not, problems to solve mm-hmm. but they are problems that must be solved nonetheless and this is why we as citizens must stay engaged uh, so that the people in charge know that they are being held accountable that mm-hmm. we want we want action to to our vote. We want action to our money. We want action to our um, decisions to support a measure to fix a problem. We want to see it in real time, or we want to see progress. Uh, in a park near me, mm-hmm. I I go running around the park and I saw all of a sudden the parking lot was closed and there was all these trailers, the, the kind mm-hmm. of trailers you haul behind a behind a truck or behind a, a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what is At first I thought they were shooting a movie and I thought, how okay. can they be shooting mm-hmm. a movie in the middle of COVID? And finally I asked a lot of questions. I asked one of the guards and they said, no, this is a temporary homeless shelter. Wow. And the first thing that I thought was, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're some were safe mm-hmm. and I was also thinking about it from the standpoint of the pandemic but then the business person in me sat there and thought these are not inexpensive I'm sure nobody donated them Right. how, well, how much of the budget because this was done apparently because I asked in different parts of the city so I then I think I remember well, that mm-hmm. how did how much has that eroded away uh, to the money that was allocated to build permanent housing for, for homeless people and that that also started me to thinking to say, you know, this is why voting matters. This is who we put in office at the local level matters. Because the policies, the way the budget is distributed, mm-hmm. the way things are done, the way problems are solved, is left to the discretion of the people that we vote in office. So Indeed. we have to stay engaged. And I know in talking to people that say, well my vote doesn't count or I'm not happy with uh with the person that that is that, that is the candidate, the ultimate candidate mm-hmm. after the primaries. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, people think that they're holding their vote hostage and they'll use those words, well I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna hold my vote hostage because it's I It's like
0: below them. I, I, correct. I, I I was just mentioning earlier I had a friend of mine who basically said that she didn't vote in the last presidential mm-hmm. election because it was just she wasn't she She wasn't wasn't, happy her her Mm -hmm. candidate
1: probably was not there but you know what the only one you're holding hostage is yourself right you you are opting out you are thinking that you are making a difference but the only thing you're doing is giving in to the people that don't want you to vote Mm -hmm. that don't want your your needs and your issues and the things that matter to you to to be taken care of so it, it's it's almost an interesting reverse psychology that you allow to be played on on yourself mm-hmm. instead of saying, well, I may not like the person who's who's running, but then dive in and say between the two or three candidates, whatever it may be, who is the person that I align with the most? And that's your responsibility to do. Right. that's that's incumbent upon you.
0: It doesn't have to be an anti-vote. It can be the vote for the person you think, is going to do the best for you You, out of the choices that are available. That's
1: right. You don't go vote because you're guaranteed that the person you vote for is going to win. You go vote to make sure that enough of you who think alike Mm -hmm. will show up so that the person that you want elected or the measure that Mm -hmm. you want to pass or the change that you want to see in the world around you happens. Look, think of it this way. I don't really buy lottery tickets. I do it once in a while. I don't know why. fun, I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But imagine if people only bought lotto tickets because they were assured that they were going to win. The jackpot would be like $27. Right. It's not (laughs) possible. It's not possible. Look, I believe at the essence of living in a democracy, Mm -hmm. for us to have the privilege to be living in a democracy, and and we as Americans believe we live in the greatest democracy on the planet, it means that you have to vote. You cannot have a democracy Mm -hmm. without people having the ability to have uh, the voting rights, to get to choose who controls them who makes the decision about how our tax dollars are being spent the 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 rules and the policies that affect our daily life uh, from the police department to the roads to the freedoms that we have Mm -hmm. who we get to marry whether uh, i get to have choice over my own body how i choose to express myself through religion that that is voting and, and for mm-hmm. you to think that you're holding it hostage or, oh, well, I don't like the people on, on the ballot. Well, then you know what? Change it. Exactly. Why don't you run for office? Why don't you find and support and rally behind people that reflect your values? Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of democracy. Anyone, again, of course, there's guidelines, but anyone that is qualified can run.
0: At essence here, it's knowing that your vote does count. Your voice does matter. And to be uh, very proud of that. When we were tackling this this uh, part two of this podcast, I was really stressed out about it because yes, there's so too. much to wrap my head around. But the more we talk about it, I think at essence is perhaps the biggest complaint people have um, why they don't vote or the reason that they don't vote is because they feel that their vote doesn't matter. Despite everything else, of course, there's the time issue and mm-hmm. they can make up a million other excuses. But they feel that it's not worth their time because it doesn't matter. But like we say here in this podcast, things do matter. Yes, We do connect the dots. Things are very important. It's about awareness, it's about engagement, it's about involvement. It's everything that we're about here ends with Z, and I think when it comes to an election, we should approach it that way as well.
1: Correct, and it's about holding ourselves accountable and holding Mm -hmm. other people accountable, especially those who we have voted into office. Mm -hmm. And so they say it doesn't matter, and look, we also talked about the fact that there is real voter suppression Mm -hmm. happening, and it Mm -hmm. has been happening for decades, right? Right. Um, So part of solving that, is making sure that the people that are voted into office want to change that want to make sure that doesn't happen so there you go cross that off the the checklist of how do we fix that we fix that by putting the right people Mm -hmm. in place but you're right what i also heard as the biggest concern or the biggest reason why Mm -hmm. is is it doesn't matter nothing changes Mm -hmm. we can't change anything i am not someone that is happy living feeling disempowered feeling like I do not have control over my life. And that's what I mean about the, the, the difficulty about living in a democracy mm-hmm. is that you you can make excuses, but you really have no right to make excuses because mm-hmm. we have the right, we have the freedoms sure. of speech, we have the freedoms to to express ourselves, to, to live the way we want to live. And for you to say you can't change things, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. The one thing that is the most sacred to us as Americans, the one thing that no matter what political party you are from, what political view you have, uh, what religious views you have, what we hold sacred is the Constitution, Mm -hmm. we the people, for a pursuit of greater happiness, all those beautiful things that are in the First Amendment and the preamble of the Constitution. And then to say we can't change it, well, guess what? We can change. It doesn't happen, perhaps in the timeframe that we want. It may not even happen during our lifetime, Mm -hmm. but change does happen. If enough of us show up at the ballot box and vote in enough of us who believe in what we believe, Mm -hmm. change will happen significant, jaw-dropping, mind-blowing, life-altering change. Yeah. And we have done it 27 right. times. There are 27 amendments to the Constitution.
0: Right. We all need to change our perception that we all individually have a lot of power. You know, there's that saying, Cecile, that says, well, you can't fight City Hall. But when people do fight City yes. Hall and they do win, there's so much satisfaction that comes behind that. Yes. Is not there? Mm-hmm. It,
1: I, I, a, a candidate and an elected official that I personally respect a lot, mm-hmm. Mayor Buttigieg. Right. Think of how many odds in Indiana that brilliant, patriotic man mm-hmm. had to overcome, starting with surviving being right. deployed, right, um, to be a mayor and in a city that should not, on paper, have voted him right. in.
0: And he made it all the way to the debates. He was on that debate stage with everybody else um, as an equal. Correct. Mm -hmm.
1: And still being supportive Mm -hmm. and positive and believing in people. So look, to vote is to choose to have faith. To vote is to choose to have hope. To vote is to say, this is our country. Mm -hmm. Elected officials work at the pleasure of the people. They work for us. They are servants to to move forward what is important to us. And if you matter in your own life, then take control of your own life and vote.
0: And you can do that, of course, on Election Day. It's coming up on November 3rd. And deadline to register to vote online. You don't even have to leave your house, Cecile. Online is October 19th. So we're still quite a ways from that, many weeks away. If you want to register to vote by mail, it's also October 19th. In person, on November 3rd, of course, you can go cast your ballot. And you can also register and vote on that very same day on election day. So there's really no excuse about time being an issue or or anything else. And, of course, it is the mail-in ballots. There's so much that um, I would say to to our listeners to take advantage of this election and to to have their voices heard.
1: And if you want change in your life, then be the change that you want Mm -hmm. to happen in life and get out there and vote.
0: And that'll bring us to the end of yet another podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Ends With Z. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe at www.endswithz.com to get the latest updates from us. Email us with questions or show suggestions. We'll be happy to hear from you. Also, follow us on Instagram for tips and insight as well. Until next week, for Cecile Munoz and executive producer Sean Moe, I'm Juan Fernandez. Have a great day because above all else, you matter.